1: The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women.
2: Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or
1: will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome
2: to Self-Care Club. Lauren, what did you think of the film the other day? Um, I'm... I'm not sure if I liked it. Did you like it? Oh yeah, loved it. Oh yeah, I loved it too. You just said you didn't. I changed my mind. What should we get for lunch? I think I fancy sushi. Mm, I had that yesterday. What about sandwich? Okay, yeah, sandwich is fine too, yeah.
1: You're all right. You're being weirdly agreeable. You're scaring me. I'm trying to be a people pleaser, Nicole. You're doing, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. No. We're doing the opposite this week. How to stop people pleasing. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon and this is Self Care Club. A people pleaser is someone who tries hard to make others happy and who often goes out of their way to please someone, even and usually at the cost of their own valuable time or feelings. On the surface, people pleasers will be seen as likable, kind, and easygoing. Now, we all understand the importance of being kind and thoughtful. It is a beautiful part and an important part of humanity, and we all want to think of ourselves as caring and generous and helpful and as supportive to others. But the problem lies when all that energy is moving in one direction, which is away from yourself. People-pleasing is a process of guessing what other people want or what will make them think favorably of us and then acting accordingly. It is an often subtle and usually unconscious attempt at manipulating other people's perceptions of us. Anytime we pretend to be or feel something that we aren't or when we are doing something that is more about influencing what others think of us than it is about authentically expressing ourselves, we end up out of integrity, which can lead to losing your sense of self and depleting all of your energy on the wrong things. Always
2: putting the needs of others before your own will become exhausting. Trying to meet the needs of everyone around you will leave little time to focus on your own needs. But people pleasers want everyone around them to be happy and they'll do whatever it takes to keep them that way. This need to please could be seen as a sign of weakness, and eventually, often unintentionally, you get taken advantage of. Instead of finding love and approval, you'll actually find quite the opposite. You may feel devalued and resentful that everyone else's needs are more important than your own. We all need to be loving and respectful to one another, but when you neglect your own feelings and needs, however, you get into a state of imbalance in which everyone is benefiting from your kindness except you. There's a fine line between kindness and consideration to others and putting everyone else's needs before your own. So, how do we strike that fine balance? And how do we know where we sit on the people pleasing spectrum? because <sighs> it is a spectrum. I think it is. And also, this week, I've really been thinking about how fine that line is, and it's like fine felt tip thin. I think it's thinner than felt thinner tip than thin. That.
1: Because. Something can feel like you're doing it out of generosity or kindness. Yes. But then if you're doing it to please another person, it's really establishing what the difference is. Yeah. So
2: where do you think you sit on the people pleasing spectrum? I do not think I'm a people pleaser at all. I would agree with that. (laughs) Woohoo! I'm suddenly worried. No, that's the, the end of the sentence. I
1: don't think you are. No, I don't think you are. I know you think of yourself. I knew I we knew <laughs> were going to have this conversation. But you do think of yourself as a people pleaser. My guess is you used to be more of a people pleaser than you actually are. And now that I have met you, obviously, with fresh eyes as a grown adult, we don't know each other. So you come at me
2: totally fresh. Mm. You are not a people pleaser. I would say that's quite accurate. I would say my people pleasing has decreased enormously as I have aged. Yep. And I would say it is still, when I do it, it's quite specifically targeted at certain people. As in that there are a few individuals who I find it hard to not people please. But in i Are they I'm old not. relationships that you've had in yep. your life? Yes. So you're in these sort of patterns
1: yes. anyway. Yes. Yeah, well, I would say that I've probably got a couple of those as well. But as a
2: whole, I'm not a people pleaser. Interesting. So... We need to talk about this with you guys. Self-Care Club, as always, have it covered. Because we've been practising not people-pleasing all of this week. All week. To bring you our findings. (laughs) I'm exhausted. Of the difference between kindness and people-pleasing. So,
1: should we start with how do you know if you are a people-pleaser? Yes. I think most people probably do know if they are or are not. Yeah. But let's just go through it. So, according to verywellmind.com, There are a number of characteristics that people pleasers do tend to share. So if you say yes to one or more of these that I'm about to say, chances are you are a people pleaser and it might need addressing. So you have a difficult time saying no. You are preoccupied with what other people might think of you. You feel guilty when you tell people no. You fear that turning people down will make them think you are mean or selfish. You agree to things you don't like or you do things you don't want to do. You struggle with feelings of low self-esteem. You want people to like you and you feel that doing things for them will earn their approval. You're always telling people that you're sorry. You take the blame even when something is not your fault. You never have any free time because you're always doing things for other people. You neglect your own needs in order to do things for others. You pretend to agree with people even though you feel differently.
2: How many of those do you think As I was reading them out, yeah. um, I would say... I'd say I've got at least three.
1: Which, which ones are yours
2: then? I feel guilty if I say no.
1: Yes, I've got that one still. I
2: agree to things I don't like or things I don't want to do. Like what? What's the last? Loads of things. Like what? Going places, doing things.
1: Oh, I don't do that. I don't do that.
2: Things
1: like that. I definitely still feel guilty saying no. I never take the blame. of It depends what the situation is. Do I take the blame when something isn't my fault? Sometimes with my kids, because I just want to... You know, I just want to dilute the situation at times. And if Mm. she's like, well, you've done this and you've done that. And you're like, okay, it's fine. Mm. So I do, I guess I do do that, but Mm. I don't do that everywhere. I do sometimes pretend to agree with people.
2: Do you? Yeah. I don't do that. Not (laughs) you. I don't do that
1: with anyone, I don't think. Well, mine's come up this week. Interesting. Okay, yeah. we'll talk about it in our yeah. weeks. Yeah. So people pleasers tend to be good at tuning in to what others are feeling. They are also generally empathetic, thoughtful and caring. So they are positive. There yeah. are a lot of positive qualities um, and they may be lovely, but only if they are used wisely as they also come with a tendency to overachieve, poor self-image or a need to take control. So to put it bluntly, if you do try to please everybody, you will fail as you have no idea what people are thinking or wanting, which will then drag your mental health through the bloody ringer. Yeah. So let's talk about how we stop people pleasing and start like, what, what's the opposite of people pleasing, would you say?
2: Boundaries. Yes. Setting about being assertive. Yes. What else? You love to say living in your truth. That's your big thing. Well, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a nice thing to live. It is a nice thing. (laughs) It's a nice thing.
1: Showing up as your full self. Yeah. Bravery. Yes. That's the opposite of people pleasing. It's bloody brave to tell people, no, I don't want to do that. And a bit scary sometimes. Really scary. And putting yourself and your own needs first. Which can make you feel guilty, selfish, vulnerable. Yeah. Mm. All really negative and difficult. Mm. Socially unacceptable.
2: Maybe. Put that on the list? Mm. Can it be
1: social? And exceptions? also,
2: I added this to the mix in my household, obviously. Do we think that women tend to be more people-pleasing than men? I live in a house of men. I find they don't compromise their needs and their wants, and I find that I compromise a lot. Interesting. And I, now, do you think that's a female thing yes, or that's a mother thing? I think it's a female thing. I think men generally feel quite comfortable to sit in the, no, I don't want to do that without worrying about, how other people would feel about it. Well, that. because men have always been
1: told that if they say no or they stand up for what they believe mm-hmm. to be right, that is assertive. Women have been taught
2: that that is selfish. Yes. And there's the difference. And I think it ties in slightly with good girl syndrome. Be a good yeah. girl. Yeah. And I had this conversation. Small, be polite. Yes. Yeah. Do the right. I had thing. this conversation with my sons and my husband last night, and they were like, "Bullshit! It's just bullshit. You can be a good boy and told to be a good boy. It's just rubbish. This is all rubbish." And I was like, mm, "Maybe it's changing, but I, I do think of our generation. Be a good girl. Be nice. Be quiet. Be a good girl." And I think it's still it there. Compromise. It, it's still there. Yeah, I think it's And it's, it's still very
1: there. easy because I have these conversations with Adam and he always says the same thing as well. It's rubbish. It's not a thing. No, it's not a thing for you. It is a thing for me. It's very real for me mm. because I am female and you are male. Therefore, the, the conditioning and the messaging that has come at us all our life is completely different. Yeah. So by them saying that's not a thing,
2: it, it's not a thing for them. I do think as women, generally, as you go through life, you do have to make many compromises and sacrifices and people please quite a lot I think it's hard to not do that and you have to learn how to
1: put your own needs first at times so that's this week we don't have to learn it but you I would should. encourage yeah. anybody
2: to do so so first things first it's important to highlight all these mental practices that we try here at self-care club We've done saying no, yep. we've done stop saying sorry, yep, and now we're doing people pleasing. Yep. The mental focus usually sits on the other person. Yes. And the dialogue you have with yourself is about the other person and very rarely about what you need. Yes. So for example, what will they think? Yeah. What do they need? Yeah will they think I'm selfish? Yeah, that's the conversation that we're tuned into having with ourselves, isn't it? So we need to change that focus and zoom in on ourselves. Yes, yes. And this step is what's going to set you up for all the steps towards no more people pleasing.
1: Yes, Yes, I love it. So first things first, we are changing the conversation from what will they think to what do I think? So this is the first step in how to stop people pleasing Uh, and what we've been doing all week. Ask yourself things like, does this work for me? Can I do this right now? In fact, if you're listening and you are a people pleaser, I encourage you to go and get a pen or write it in your notes on your phone because this is so, this can be so transformative, right? It's just four things. Yeah. Ask yourself, does this work for me? Can I do this right now? Is this what I want? Am I okay with this request? And just that check-in can be really, really powerful. So take it back to yourself and your needs. People-pleasing is all about the other person. So the first step is to check in with you, the most vital part. And then when you know where you stand with yourself, you can move on to the other steps.
2: Yes. So let's talk about learning to say no. Mm. People pleasers have a lot of trouble saying no. Yes. When you always say yes, though, you can easily become overwhelmed and taken advantage of because people know you're always going to do what they ask. So saying no to some of the things that you really don't want to do enables you to devote all of everything, to the things that are important to you. And that's okay. Yes, it is okay. And in fact, we've done a whole show just on saying no. So please, if you have not already, go and take a listen because it does tie in very nicely with this week's practice. So...
1: For example, should we give an example of how to say no nicely and politely? Because you don't have to go like, no, fuck you, I'm not doing that. That's not very polite. No, and it's combative and it's not helpful, right? So (laughs) these things can be quite difficult to step into straight away because they're clunky. Yes, you need to set the right tone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a way in which you are comfortable with saying no. Okay, so let's talk about how to say no nicely. So if someone says to you, for example, Lauren, um, can you get this piece of work to me by the end of the day? And you really know that you can't. How do you say no? I don't say
2: no, I fucking can't, you
1: bitch boss. And I'm overworked and I'm underpaid. And, and I, I quit. And I don't need this shit. No,
2: I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, do you know what, Nicole? I'm really, really swamped today. Can I get it to you for tomorrow? Not can I. I'll get it to you for tomorrow. Yeah. Love it. And there's no, you don't even have to say no. It's just your... That's not a no. It's kind of a delaying tactic.
1: When I worked in the hairdressing salon. Yes. And one of my first lessons in the salon, and this is a life tip, come on. I would say, is when I sat on reception to yeah. help, because when you're a junior and also you're building up your clientele, mm-hmm. you have a lot of free time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you go on reception to help, when the receptionist is in lunch break, and blah, blah, blah. So when you answer the phone mm-hmm. and the client says, oh, can I come in at Saturday at 1.30? You never say no. Mm-hmm. You say, I can do Saturday at 3.30 or I can do Monday at three o'clock. Love it. You just give what give you the options. can Yes, do. keep it in the positive. Yes. And don't lose the client. No. Anyway, so, but that works here, right? Definitely works here. Yeah. Just explain what you can do. Yes. So what about um, if one of your kids wants you, can you drop me at the station? Oh, that's like every day. Right. So can you drop me at the station and you're in the middle of a million things?
2: Yes. How do you say no nicely? I say, I actually can't, but phone me later and I might be able to pick you up. Nice. Nice. How's that? I think that's lovely and clear and fair. Okay. So, that's good. So, another good tactic is ask for time. Learn to say no by starting to delay the
1: yes. So, if this is if someone is asking for you to do something that you don't want to do.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, so rather than just a blanket no, yeah. you buy some time. Okay. So, Kinga Mnick, a social psychologist in Lexington, Kentucky, recommends trying the following responses. Oh, go on. Try saying, let me get back to you on that. Nice. I don't have my calendar with me, so let me check when I get home. Now, you, you—that's not <laughs> to say. For everyone else, that is just a bullshit lie. You say that to me? No, it might be a bullshit lie. For you?
1: But no, but for Lauren me, Lauren does this all the time because she has a written kitchen diary.
2: calendar. No. Kitchen wall calendar. So that most calendar. people you say, can you do next Tuesday? They just get on their phone, and they go, yeah, sure. But I am still trapped in the 1950s. So I genuinely, <laughs> it's genuinely true. You're so trapped in the 1950s, you are not I'm self-trapped. Yeah. <laughs> it's a choice. So when I say to you, I can't tell you now because I'm not standing yes, in my kitchen. It's really, really annoying. It's really the truth. I, I know it's the truth. Yeah. But it's annoying. But maybe it's excellent for people pleasing because I, I can genuinely delay. Yes, Yes, it's so maybe only, keeping it it's only helpful in for this, this practice. one area. <laughs> okay. Or you could try saying, I need to check with my partner. I'm not quite sure if we've got any plans. that So weekend. just stall a bit. Stalling, yeah. Okay. And the same when someone asks you for a favour, just tell them that you need a little bit of time to think about it. Because saying yes right away can leave you feeling obligated yes. and overcommitted. But taking your time to respond to a request can give you the time to evaluate it and decide if it's something you really want to do. So, before you make a decision about anything, get your pens out again. Ask yourself these four questions How much time will this take? Is this something I really want to do? Do I have time to do it? How stressed am I going to be if I say yes? I love, that's the key one yeah, for me. I love that. Yeah.
1: I love it. That's the key. It's such an important question. It like, is, is this really going to stress me out? Because if it is, do I need to do this to yeah. myself? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it is okay to say no to things. It's just so vital. I can't stress that enough. Research, by the way, has also found that even a short pause, this is so incredible, before making a decision increases decision making accuracy. So, by giving yourself the moment that we're talking about, you'll be better able to accurately decide if it's something you have the desire and time to take on.
2: Yes. Amazing. Can we talk a little bit about boundaries and priorities? <gasps> this is quite a biggie. We're doing a mat. We're doing a whole show on this. I've got it all yes. set up. Have I told you? I I saw the email the other day. I was quite excited. Yeah, we're going to get Nancy
1: Levin back on. Amazing. So uh, Nancy Levin is Boundary Queen. Yeah. She's written a book on it. She's written a few books on it. We have done an interview with her. When was it? A few months ago. Yes. She was one of our book club recommendations. Yeah. Um, so if you do struggle with boundaries as well, go check out that interview with her because it will put so much into place for you. Yeah. So
2: with boundaries and priorities, consider where you want to spend your time. Who do you want to help? What goals yeah, are you trying to accomplish? Love it. Knowing your priorities can help you determine whether or not you have the time and energy to devote to something in your life. If something is sapping your energy or taking too much of your time, take some steps to address the problem. As you practice setting those boundaries and saying no to the things you don't really want to do, you're going to find that you have more time to devote to the things that are really important to you. So... I think with all of these, yeah.
1: just really tune in that the dialogue that you are having here with yourself are all pointing back to you, mm. what you can do, what you want, what you don't want, what you think, what you don't think. You're t- basically taking the power back yeah. and deciding
2: for yourself what works for you and what doesn't. And that's, that's a huge shift. Yes, it is. From constantly worrying, what do other people think? If I say no, what will everyone else think about me? and that's
1: really exhausting, depleting. It's so disempowering. It's everything. Yeah.
2: And let's just wrap it up by talking about trying positive self-talk. I know that sounds a bit, you know, wacky, but (laughs) if you start to feel overwhelmed or tempted to cave, build up your resolve with some positive self-talk. Remind yourself You deserve to have time for yourself. Yes. Your goals are important. Write that down. You shouldn't feel obligated to give away your time and energy on things that don't bring you joy. Write that down. Remember, it is only society's expectations that we put on ourselves to always bend for everyone else. Oh, I'm feeling wrapped up now. I'm realising now as I'm like reading that sentence that my husband has to do this for me sometimes. He's like, you don't have to do this. You're choosing to do it. You don't have to. It's okay to say no. He's like, my boundary guard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the boundary guard.
2: My boundary henchman. What do I mean? Bodyguard. No, I my love, boundary is great. bodyguard. It's like he's standing at the bedroom door. He's got his armour in his hand. That's a whole different scenario.
1: <laughs> Let's just wrap it up. Yeah. So the, these are these are the steps. Yeah. Okay. Check in with yourself. Does this work for me? Can I do this right now? Learn to say no. That that's also a really important one. Ask for some time. Just stall a bit if you're not quite sure. Boundaries and priorities. Set them in place and some positive self-talk. So they're the steps that we've been using this week to stop people pleasing.
0: Ah, uh, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavours of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.
2: Go on, what were you going to ask me? I was going to ask, how did you feel going into this week? I
1: felt very prepared.
2: Did you? Why are you surprised? I just like that. Oh. I like it. Well, I'm not a people pleaser. So did you feel like this was going to be a bit of a breezy week for you?
1: Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah.
2: I oh, really look do. how you're smiling when you say that. Yeah, <laughs> I just breezed through the whole week. It
1: was so funny. It has taken me years to get to this point. Mm. I also want to say, without sounding like really smug about the fact that I'm not a people pleaser, I have learned not to be a people pleaser. Mm and that has mainly come from me running my own business for many many years in hairdressing mm. and working with people for over 20 years yeah and working on an appointment basis because yep. i couldn't please everybody because i had what 300 clients and there was only me and so for quite a few years i was always bending over to try and accommodate accommodate to every to 300 people's schedules which is not possible to yeah. do so i then learnt that actually they have to bend to my schedule because there's no other there's no other way around it. Mm. And if you can't, then I'm not the hairdresser for you. So I learned to say no, and I've said this on our no show, yes. our no show before. So I kind of taught myself how to do this because I was very very depleted by always saying yes to all these people mm. that always needed something from me.
2: Yeah, I mean I come at it this week with a slightly different take. I was quite interested and curious to see what would come up for me and to see what my boundaries actually are. Because yes, yes, I yes. think I'm still unpicking the hangover of some approval seeking in some places. Nice. No, that's not nice. No, but, And I but... think, and it's very targeted as in like, I'll do as I please when I please with most people, but with others, I will bend myself into a pretzel if I think that would give me the approval that I'm obviously still craving in some spaces in and my there's life. no balance in that none 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 because you are the quite least, polarized you are the least people
1: pleasing person ever in fact i find you direct i find you to the point you say what you think you say what you want you say what you don't want and i, I love that about you by the way because it makes our relationship very clear and very easy yes. to navigate yes. through because we always know where each other yes. are at and it's very refreshing so i just do not see that
2: side of you at all. No, I know. Did you have any preconceptions about this week? Yeah, that it would be fine. Okay. And you? I wondered if it would sit on how uncomfortably it would sit with me. Okay. And obviously you have tried this before because you have just explained at length how I've, you have I've, taught yourself. I've tried it many times. Yeah. I've not tried it with intention.
1: I would say that I have been called some quite unpleasant names because I've always been very bounded in the past. Wow. I've been called scary. I've been called frightening. I've been called, oh no, don't mess with her. Oh no, she'll tell you what she thinks as if that's a really bad thing. Interesting. And that that doesn't sit right with me.
2: If you were a man, do you think those things would have been applied to you?
1: No, absolutely not. I don't either.
2: You want to hear about my week first? Why not? Okay. My week began with a quite stark reminder of when people pleasing does not serve you. So it was the bank holiday weekend and... I am I'm, I'm gonna ask you the question at the end of the story. You can tell me whether you feel this counts as people pleasing or just trying to be considerate of others. Because <gasps> the line is fine, as we said at the top of the show. I right. So I had plans on both the Sunday and the Monday with separate people. My oldest son was at Reading Festival and was returning home on the Sunday night. And the people who were coming for lunch on the Monday, one of them felt very, very anxious and uncomfortable at being in my house as my son got home from Reading Festival because of the COVID stress. Not because they don't like your son. No, no, everyone (laughs) loves my son. So I did say, listen, you know, he will lateral flow test. And then I thought, hmm, okay, I think I should try and be considerate here and understand this is a a real anxiety and, and a worry. So I asked, the eleven people who were coming the day before, if they could swap, their, the day over, so that I could swap the days and they would come for lunch on the day okay. before my son was home. Therefore, there was a lot these, of people. It's a lot of people. Anyway, everybody very kindly understood and agreed to change all their plans and swap the days. Hold on, they had to swap over so that this other
1: other person could come before he got back from Reading Festival, and they all understood. They all
2: understood. I was like, this is my situation, I'm trying to be considerate, is it possible for you to move all your plans and come the next day so I can swap the days? Yes, that's fine. So the next, so Sunday comes around, I open the front door, there is one of the guests, the guest who didn't want to come because of the COVID risk, even though I had swapped the days, just didn't show up. <gasps> but sent their dog. No text, no WhatsApp, no apology, just doesn't show up. I've moved 11 people I to a get right. it, I get it. And, 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 get and, and it. this is the stark reminder, just to sew it up in a nice little bow, the dog then went and shat on my living room rug. <laughs> <laughs> if ever there's a little lesson that people-pleasing doesn't always serve you, there it was. Well,
1: people-pleasing, as I've learnt this week, that will come out more in my week, if it doesn't affect your integrity or it doesn't put your integrity into question mm. then I would say that's consideration
2: I felt I was trying to be considerate yes, yes. but then I felt should I've just said but they'd, but they'd
1: now crossed a boundary with you so therefore if you don't say anything or don't do anything that's when you'll probably feel like you're out of integrity mm. and that's when oh now you're making me you're pushing me
2: to now confront this and I don't want to They didn't ask me to change it. They didn't make me. I did that of my own accord. That was my decision. But I was irked. So what did you do? I was irked. What did I do? I picked the shit up, scrubbed my rug and got on with the day. Oh, so you never pulled them up on it? No, I didn't. Because? Because I'm just not like that. Mm. What's the point? Well, what's the point? And also, what is that message? Hello, I've moved 11 people's days around to accommodate you. You can't even send me a text to say I'm not turning up well, like how do you send that nicely you can't really send that No, you have to nicely. have a conversation
1: with them when you're next well, with them to say you know what I just I would just want you to know and I just need to get this off my chest because I really wanted to accommodate you and I would have appreciated you just letting me know that you weren't going to come I would have I, w- I needed that
2: you know isn't there's always then, another side of the story and maybe they had very good reasons why they could but isn't that then come. standing
1: in your truth and standing in your integrity and yes. standing in what works for you and what doesn't work for you yes. and that's why this stuff is hard it, because it, no yeah. one wants to have that conversation ooh no, nobody but it's always going to be there unless yeah. you have it yeah. that's the problem yeah. right yeah. so unless you have this one minute exchange with this person say actually I was I felt a bit let down and a bit upset and they say oh I'm really sorry Yeah, it's always going to be there it is that's That's the problem it chips away okay that's story one okay
2: (laughs) story two my husband gets a text message completely you're not doing very well by the way no I'm not (laughs) gets a text message completely out of the blue from friends or friends to say hey we're having this massive party we're allowed to have more people now why don't you come because you guys are really fun now, I didn't feel Why that... don't you come because you guys are really fun? Yeah. Is that what they said? As it, yeah. As in like, you're basically, you're on a B list. You weren't even on the list. But now we've got this space. We've realized we can have more people. And so you're on this. So anyway, I wasn't initially that keen when he told me about this text message. Because I didn't really know anyone going. And it was a bit like, oh, I don't know. I just felt a bit. Um, Bobby. Bobby! <laughs> yes! Precisely fun Bobby. Yeah. So you've got to bring exactly your A-game, otherwise you're gonna be chucked out. So I sort of held my boundary and said, I no, no, thank you. Say just no thank you. He immediately, with no pause, as directed in my introduction, texts back and says, Yes, thanks so much. We'd love to come. I'm not very pleased at this point. So I took control of the situation. Ooh. And I did what we talked about in the introduction and I bought that's what you were meant to do. And I bought some time. And I then replied to say that he had responded a little bit prematurely, because I have two clients due to give birth imminently. One of them is due like today. And I actually can't commit right now because I never know when I'm going to be disappearing or if I'm going to just be back from a birth. And I don't want to say yes, I can come and then have to cancel it at the last minute. And at this point you didn't want to go. I was on the fence. Okay. I was on the fence verging towards, I'm not 100% sure if I want to go or not, but I don't want to immediately say yes or say no. I need some time. (laughs) But once I kind of put the holding space in there, I felt more relaxed. I felt a bit happier. I felt like I was staying in my truth of how I felt, but also sitting in the truth of not knowing what that weekend might bring for me work-wise. And also committing to a big party when I, I, I need to be rested and fresh nice. to go to work at a moment's notice. Lovely. That's what I need. Yes. That's what's important to me. Yes. So there you go. A little bit of non-people. Pleasing. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. And Is that I, your week? That's my week. Uh, and, and a short, I'm not going to call it, I don't know. You can tell me what you think of this, but I'm also currently planning A very small anniversary party slash Jewish festival get together with the family. That's it. Historically, this would have been about what everyone else would like it to look like. What would be the way in which I would make everybody coming happy? And would that mean making myself unhappy by having food, decorations that I don't really love, but I actually think would please everyone else? Yes, totally, I always would have done that. Always historically. And well, I sort of sat in it and I thought about it and I thought, what is this about? And I thought this is about a need to try and sort of cover every floor that could be perceived by anyone else or feel self-conscious that like my lawn isn't looking perfect and everything isn't looking perfect. And then I sat with that and I thought, look, this is tiny. This literally, it's my family. These are people who love me for me. They're coming to the party. Us, they're not coming because they're they're waiting to judge what flowers I've got or what flavor crisps I'm serving and I'm assuming you just don't have people like that in your life or in my family but once I sat in it for a little bit I relaxed and I have to just kind of let go of these old stories yeah so I love that so that was like a really good it was actually a good week for to be planning this because I really sat in the hang on what do I want what do I want what do I like, yes. this is my house. Yes. This is my anniversary. Of course, I want to be considerate and kind and thoughtful and think about what everyone likes and what everyone will enjoy. But I'm assuming if I will enjoy it, they will also enjoy it because my plan is to make it enjoyable. Yeah. But also yeah. to meet but you're, my own you're, needs. What
1: you're doing is, which is step one, is changing the dialogue yeah. with yourself.
2: Yeah. Not what's everyone else going to
1: want so I can bend over backwards and get my lawn perfect and get every single type of cuisine because it fits everywhere. What do I want? How do me and Ollie want to celebrate our celebrate our anniversary? Yeah. End of conversation. Yeah. Love it. So that that's it's my empowering. Week. Right? That's my week. Okay. Yeah. Well, my week is more, I would say, revealing. Oh, okay. Than anything else. Shall yep. I start with a voice note, please. Two places that I spotted that I was people pleasing today. One was with a client when I wasn't agreeing with his political views over something and I just thought, just keep quiet, just smile and nod because I don't need to get into a debate with him. So that was the first one and the second one was in when I was getting my nails done and The manicurist asked me if I like my nails, and I said yes, and I didn't. So I'm just going (laughs) to bide my time in the next couple of days, watch where I people please, so that I can get an understanding of where I'm doing it, and then I'm going to step into stop doing it. But I'm very uncomfortable about this. yeah. okay. So the client... Yes, it was technically people-pleasing mm. because he was spouting stuff off at me and mm. I was just thinking I so violently disagree with what you're saying. Yeah. But what am I going to do? Take it on? I don't do I don't need to take that on, right? So mm. is that just no. being a little bit sort of socially acceptable? I don't want him to feel uncomfortable, you know, kind of just making it because if I'd have gone with what I felt, mm. we would have had a very difficult, uncomfortable conversation. Mm. But I am people-pleasing.
2: Well, there are many conversations going on, I would say, generally in the round when you're talking about people who are very happy and done with the vaccinations and others who are not. And what I've well, realised, it, it wasn't, actually, it wasn't but actually that. The thing is, with things like that, like you're not going to change. You saying I don't agree with you is not going to change their fundamental belief in it. So either you wrap yourself up getting into a kind of disagreement that could go either way or you agree to disagree, we just shut up i just shut up. I think I would also just shut up.
1: And actually, that felt more within my integrity yeah. than it did by me going at him with what I felt. You Be- weren't going to change his opinion. and it, Exactly. I, and
2: his opinion was quite offensive. Right. So I just didn't want to go there. Offensive to you personally or offensive in the round? In the round. Okay. Okay. In the round. Well, then you're definitely not
1: going to change his opinion. Yeah, so, I, and I just didn't want to touch you with the barge pole. No, understood. Um, I do a lot of people-pleasing with people in the service industry. Sure. Like waiters. Oh uh, But they're pleasing you. Uber drivers. My manicurist.
2: You people please or you're just kind and considerate and thoughtful to them. But again, it's a fine
1: So why are you saying you people please them? (sighs) After looking at this for a week, because I do bend over backwards to be kind and polite and agreeable and all of these things with people that are providing me with a service. Because I've been in the service industry all my adult life, I basically know how, how difficult it can be to work with people all the time. Because people can be difficult. You're just paying it forward then. I go out of my way for them to think kindly of me.
2: That doesn't sit right. I know with you generally, but I'm telling you, it's a thing. Okay. It is a thing. Okay. I'm telling you, I did it all week. I noticed it all week, and I can't seem to turn it off. <laughs> I can't seem to stop it. So you didn't like your manicure, and they were like, "Do you like it? Do you love it?" And you were like, "Yeah, I love it." And inside, you were like, "I, I hate it. Yeah. I want to know, change it." And I know I'm people pleasing, but I don't know what to do because I don't want to be that annoying client. But you are paying, worrying for about the what su- she's thinking. You're paying for the no, service. I, I, it's your nails and it's your money. So if you're not happy, why did you not say? Do you know what? Actually, I chose wrong. I I chose
1: badly, and I don't like it. I am worried about what they think of me. Listen, I'm sitting here. I'm revealing it all. I'm open. You know, it is the truth. Okay. Anyway, we actually went to synagogue last weekend, and a guy comes up to Adam and asks him if he wants a prayer book. Yeah. And we don't read Hebrew. And Adam said to him, "No, thank you." Okay. Right. And I just burst out laughing.
2: So that was the funniest thing. Because if he'd have asked me if I wanted a prayer book, I would have said, Yes, yes please. <laughs> I always take the prayer book. Obviously, I don't read Hebrew either. And then I just sit with the page open. And then when yeah. I see someone else turn the page, I turn it as well. well right. That's, that's what you that's, do. That's what you do.
1: Yeah. Right. So I burst out laughing. Yeah. And then the guy went and gave him a prayer book anyway. Yeah. And Adam's like, he literally turned around and he goes, I can't read. He goes, Oh, we'll just have it. Yes. I just thought it was such an interesting exchange yes. because he was so comfortable to go, no, thank you. Yeah. The man asked him a question, he answered him and that was it. And he ignored him and he gave it to him anyway. But a woman would never do that. So. Would you?
2: Would you have done that? God, I've just told you what I do. I say, yes, please. Can't read really about yeah. people don't tell them that and watch everyone else. Yeah, like I, just thought, pages. I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. So I'll tell you something on the subject of husbands and people pleasing. My husband has a favourite phrase. It's his favourite phrase. Because I always say, you're very difficult. As in, he will order a the opposite of you. So he'll order a drink and then he will say, he always orders it. And I say, well, there's no point in you even taking a sip because you won't like it. How do I know? Because like, you always send it back. he will take a sip and he'll say, there isn't enough this and that. There isn't enough X, Y, Z in it. He'll send it back till it's perfect. That's how he is. And I always say, you're so difficult. And he says, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to him. All progress depends on the unreasonable man. And he was saying, look at Elon Musk, look at Bill Gates, look at all these guys. They're unreasonable, they're difficult, they're changing the world. These are the people who change the world, the ones who are unreasonable.
1: Or should we summarise? Okay, let's summarise. (laughs) because I didn't really do. I don't believe I really stepped into not people-pleasing. There were a couple of instances where I didn't make a couple of phone calls where I felt I should have made them. There weren't massive exercises of when I really stood in my people- But you're not a people-pleaser. But I'm I'm not a people-pleaser. So there wasn't really much work for you to do. No, but there's always work. There's always places to grow. Mm. And, you know, what was I going to do with this client? Take it on? No. What Mm. was I going to...
2: Uh, what was I going to say to the manicurist I don't like my nails I chose I would put it on myself I chose badly I thought I'd love it but I actually hate it I don't like it
1: but I'd put it on me not but on her I also her. didn't want to sit there and have it done again okay so these things aren't they're not pressing on my life no they don't
2: my they're not life. impacting you on a day-to-day basis. They really no.
1: are not. They're not impacting my mental health. They're yeah. not. They're not. Yeah. And they're not putting me out of my integrity. So mm. I think that is the real key. Mm. And I think like with the saying no and the saying sorry and the people pleasing, mm. like with any of these practices, it is about letting go of disappointing others.
2: It's totally that. Yes. And I, as I said to you, I'm still sitting in that in places. Anyway, tell me what You works. didn't tell us where you were sitting in that with places. I did tell you in with some people I sit in I'll do as I please and please myself and with others I am stuck in an old story of I need the approval I'm people pleasing because I need the approval that's why I'm doing it yeah. that's what I've realized yeah so what what worked for you um it, it that dialogue what do I want what do I need
1: do I want to do this mm. there, there wasn't I never had anything in the week where someone was trying to put something on me but I don't generally mm. and maybe that's because I've established boundaries yeah, and, and I'm very good at saying no, yeah. and people know that. And yeah. I think some people are probably a bit scared of it, but that's theirs. That's not mine. I don't think I'm scary. I think I'm just very boundary and very bounded. Yeah. yeah. So that piece of that dialogue and all the other steps, you know, if you are suffering with people pleasing, they they are
2: so helpful. Mm. What about
1: you? What worked for you?
2: Sitting in the truth of how I actually feel. What do I? actually want i don't think i do that a lot of the time and i think it is healthier for your self-worth and for your self-respect in general to actually take some time to think yes about what is yes. it i yes. i want
1: can i ask a question please with this friend that didn't turn up yeah the one that you'd changed yes. 11 people yes. for in an ideal world yeah if there was no fear yeah would you say something Take the fear out of how they're going to react.
2: I'm not actually fearful of how they would react. I'm just not, I'm not into like, I don't want to guilt trip them or make them feel bad because there obviously was no, a but, valid reason to not come. And I don't want to kind of shit on that if it's already been a shitty day for that person. So, what you're doing there
1: is thinking about the other person, which again can be considerate. But if you were bringing it back to you, your dialogue, what you need, what you want, would Mm. you change how you dealt with it? Maybe. Maybe. I didn't even think you were going to say that. Okay. What didn't work for you? Uh, What didn't work for me? When I was sat with that client and I knew I was people-pleasing, but I didn't change it, Mm. that kind of was a bit of a tricky moment because I didn't really know what to do. But also it doesn't work for me to be confrontational, combative, unnecessarily. Mm. So that doesn't work. Mm. I've, I've tried that. It doesn't work. Mm. And that leaves me out of integrity when I do that. So I always need to be conscious of when I want to take it on and when I don't, when I need to take it on and when I don't. Yes. If that was me with that friend and they didn't turn up, yeah. I would have to say something. I wouldn't be, it would really upset me that because it would be disrespectful. And yes, it's my choice to change and everything else, but at least you've been invited. At least let me know you're not coming.
2: Mm.
1: Yes. But with my client, no, I don't need to say anything. Mm.
2: What didn't work for you? Feelings of guilt. Mm. I think we should do a show about no guilt.
1: (gasps) We should do a show on no guilt.
2: And a mild underlying niggle, am I being selfish when I think of myself first? That's another thing. It's another old story that I think many people tell themselves. And it's rubbish and it keeps you
1: very small and it keeps you a little bit depleted and it keeps you running around and bending yourself into a pretzel. But it's hard. It's hard. But it's also very destructive.
2: I struggle with that a little. So that's what I'm learning is I have sticking points. Yeah, fair enough. So what I've learned is as I've gotten older have become better at not people pleasing so much. and pleasing myself more. But I think that that comes with feeling more secure as you grow older, as you go into your adult years. And especially something very peculiar does happen when you hit 40, which everyone tells you about, and you don't believe it till you hit 40. And then once you hit 40, you just care a lot less about what other people think. Imagine what it's going to be like when we hit 50. I mean... Well, I mean, that and plus the menopause, I don't know. But 40 is, is quite liberating. And yeah. I did find there was a shift. You just give less of a shit in a good way yeah. about what others in think. In a healthy way, yeah. because you care more yeah. about what you think. Which what is what how it did should you be. learn?
1: I learned that um, people-pleasing is when you are out of alignment with yourself. When you're saying things and you're doing things that don't work for you, that deplete you, that take energy away from you, that make you feel a bit shit or a bit crap or a bit tired, that's
2: people pleasing. And honestly, that is not really in my life. So we always say, would you recommend this to clients? And I have a feeling you would definitely recommend this to your coaching clients.
1: I I mean, we coach on this sort of stuff all the time. Yeah.
2: All the time. I was really thinking about this. And I think of all the shows we've done, this is probably the question that resonates most with me when you say, Would you recommend this to clients? Because I think with pregnancy and childbirth, this is probably the most vital lesson you can learn. I think. You have to sit in what feels right to you. And yes. I always say yes. to my pregnant clients, this is your body, your birth, your baby. You know, you're in charge of this. You mustn't compromise or agree to things that are just to people please medical staff or to people please your family um, and and don't feel pressure. I think it's really important and they mustn't feel like by saying no, they're not being good. Like, for example, you have lots of women who really, really want a home birth, but because their families don't think it's a great idea, they won't do it. And they'll be in a hospital, which is where they don't want to be. And lots of women who in labour agree to lots of interventions and say yes to doctors because they want to not be the difficult patient. Right. But I don't think
1: it just sits in pregnancy for pregnant women and young mums. It's everywhere.
2: Every, that lesson it,
1: yeah. goes through your entire yeah. life.
2: Yeah. And the other thing is, once you have that new baby, please don't people please by letting everybody into your house and be constantly overwhelmed with this like stream of visitors because you want to please every yeah. Tom, Dick and Harry who yeah. wants to meet your baby and hold your baby and kiss your baby and it's okay to say no I'm tired I'm tired we're having our baby moon no actually I don't want you to hold the baby in a nice way so it's a big question of course Is it coming in the club? Of course it's coming in the club.
1: We are not we want people pleasing in the club. No, we want empowered, happy, liberated, free women in our club. Yes, we do. So yeah. yes, it's definitely coming in the club for me. Is it coming in the club for you? It's coming in the club for me. Yes. It's an <laughs> ongoing situation. It's an ongoing lesson. Yes, and it takes ongoing growth for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. That is our episode on people pleasing. We will be back on Friday for our epilogue show. If you like what we do, please write us a review at Apple. We are reading them out, review of the week on our epilogue shows on a Friday. And come join us on Instagram at Club Hog, because that's where all the conversations happen and where we read out all of your comments and emails and we get to hear from you guys and you get to be part of the show. See you Friday. Bye bye.